Joe Biden can't escape his poor poll numbers. Just before his trip to the Middle East this week, a reporter asked Biden what he made of a new New York Times poll that showed that about two-thirds of people who planned to vote in the 2024 Democratic primary wanted someone other than him as the party's nominee. Welcome to another episode of Read the Room on the No Filter Network. Welcome to a new episode of Read the Room. How are you doing, my brother? I am doing fantastic personally. Um, We've got a lot to delve into because, as usual, it's been another busy week over at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Right, or a local federal courthouse in Miami near you. And I can (laughs) tell a lot's been going on because look at those little rosy red cheeks of yours. They're just adorable, aren't they? Look at them, ladies. Full of life. Come on. Yeah, take a look. There they are. There Thank we are. Thank you. Shirley Temple with a beard over there. Come on. Not a real anyway, beard. Anyway, no, I really appreciate everybody getting on and uh, to the folks that are going to be watching us today and listening to us um, later on on Spotify. Um, we couldn't do it without our friends at the No Filter Network. The No Filter Network. Thank you very much. So... We have some interesting activity to discuss. Polling, which is the um, main subject today. I'm going to try to demystify what political polling is about. Uh, I will tell everybody, including my good friend there in Arizona, that polling is not a science. It is an art. Uh, It is about asking questions in a certain way to persuade or elicit a response. Um, those who disagree with that are either paid to disagree with it, dumber than a bag of hammers, or just straight up lying, because that's exactly what it is. Uh, I've been involved in it and working within it for the better part of 35 years. It is an art. And I like it because it gives you a sense of where people are, it gives you a sense of how they feel, what they like, what they don't like. It allows you to forecast everything from your approach as a as a company to a state, vis-a-vis a governor, uh, local politicians, federal politicians, uh, the occupant um, in the White House for the next 28 and a half months. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you we'll said it's in... Not to cut uh, in, but you said it's an art form. So did yes. you happen to go to school for that art degree? And will you be getting $10,000 or $20,000 for that art degree? I don't know, because Secretary Cardona can't answer how much it costs, which they, of course, know exactly what it costs. But they're too chicken shit uh, to tell you because it would affect their polling on the issue ding 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 yeah and so all i can say to that in part is they don't know um and in addition to that (laughs) when people in the next 30 days find out how much the inflation reduction act is going to cost how quickly the uh student loan thing announced the day before yesterday wiped out whatever mythical number uh, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to 
uh, salvage. Yeah. Um, the Democrats, including the fact that inflation is coming back higher than it is now, uh, gas prices, food prices, etc., will continue to climb. Look at the PCE number today. The Democrats are going to rue the day that they even attempted to throw these Hail Mary passes to save their majorities in the House and Senate. It's, it's insane. It's not going to work. Now, not work, uh, dude. if you could clarify for the audience out there. Sure. What's the net cost that they have um, forecasted for the Inflation Reduction Act? How much is it going to cost the American taxpayers? Approximately $750 billion over 10 years, which when you consider the transfer payments uh, as well as debt service, you're talking very likely uh, $900 billion to a trillion dollars uh, in addition to that. So another 250 to $300 billion. There he is. What's up, Adam? 12. What's up, baby? Uh, now... Knowing that, the welcome payment, then also the Inflation Reduction Act, which right now the Center for Responsible Budgeting is forecasting that at $500 billion. So that's $1.2 trillion new spending, not including debt servicing, and, and the fact that both of these are just transfer payments away from... Um, other um, dollars in the budget as well as budget requests. So they're just moving money around. So it's all a transfer payment, guys. That's that's really all it is. Pretty if much. I ask yeah. Rick to pay my mortgage and then Double D goes, you know what? I think I'll pay it this year. I just transferred my debt to the two of you uh, for an interim period of time. And that's exactly what this is. It is no different whatsoever. And the student loan debt, what is that costing the American public? The student loan debt is is, is approximated Part to be $500 billion, mm-hmm. and that does not include transfer payment. Now, I'm no, I'm no economist. I'm no financier. I didn't go to an Ivy League school to study this, but I did learn, I thought I learned a while ago that if I have a debt that I have to pay it. Now, I wasn't <laughs> able to say... Don't listen to Double D. He was in a union. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> if, if I had a lemonade stand and I incurred debt, I wasn't able to go to the working lemonade stands that were making more money than me because they worked harder or had a better business model and say, you guys are going to pay for my debts. And correct me if I'm wrong, you use the word transfer. Yeah. So I have student debt. You have student debt. The Duncan dad has student debt. No, I paid mine off. Well, this is hypothetical. Okay. We all have student debt. We're getting relieved $10,000 plus of the student debt, but we're paying with our tax dollars for this student debt. So in a way, 
aren't we just paying our student debt, the people that have the student debt, but we're not counting the ones that didn't go to school that are being raked over the coals, our middle class and lower middle class, our but trade that, workers. That's what, I'm talk, that's what I'm talking about. So it's a transfer payment from one party to another party. The other party that it's being transferred to is not responsible for it. The one it's being transferred from is responsible for it. So whether it's your credit cards, your insurance, your mortgage, your car payment, or your grocery bill, you're transferring that to someone that has no relationship or responsibility, moral or, or otherwise, to pay that obligation. It, so it, did, it, you go to, did you go to a food store or a restaurant or a gas station yesterday, Rick, at all? Yes. Did you run any errands? Okay. Yes. At Double D, uh, you know, I know you're running around the uh, uh, fruited plane there in New Jersey doing the Jersey. same thing. So all those people that you interacted with that never went to college, now they get to pay five hundred billion in debt that doesn't belong to them. In thirty days' time, that is not going to age well. That is not going to sit well with uh, blue collar and other Americans. And like the raid on Trump, like the BS Inflation Reduction Act. It is going to be seen as just political payola, and people are going to get even more pissed off. And this is what I'm teaching right now. Like, I'm talking to the younger generation and asking some of them what they think about this. And surprisingly, a decent amount of them understand the stipulations more than I would have expected. Good. But... It's just frustrating that once again, it's this instant gratification sort of societal structure that we have where I'm going to give you something instantly and that's going to put a bandaid on whatever sort of problem we have in the moment, but it's not going to fix the long term issue. They're all in it. He, he speaks to this generation of social media, TikTokers, Snapchatters, younger generation, people who are lazy and want it now, now, now. They don't understand the long term effects financially for what we're doing. And it's just sad that there's people stupid enough to go, oh, I love this right now. I don't need to worry about tomorrow. Right now is when right. I want it, and the future is undetermined, so I'll think about that then. So, Mike, what do you think about that? Well, to bring up your point about passing along the, the debt or transferring the debt and having interactions with somebody, I actually went to the uh, the shop right for my uncle yesterday evening and bewildered because, first of all, I didn't have the little shopper card, so I figured, like, hey, let me play along with the system, blah, 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 blah. Let me get one of these little shopper cards so I can use it inside the store. Walk over to the counter. The girl goes, can I have your ID? I said, what do you need my ID for to get a shopper card? She goes, oh, well, we just scan your ID. It populates all your information. You know, then we generate a card for you. This way we're not wasting paper. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I said, they needed this but not the vote. She was not of the same persuasion as me. And she kind of gave me this look like, okay, smartass. So... (laughs) Then I did, give you have a, did you have a little? Uh, did you have a little uh, uh, earring stud through her nose? I'm, I'm just curious. Was her hair yeah, colored? There was, was, there was many choker. piercings and a <laughs> lack of um, 
adherence to the food pyramid. You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So after we move past that, I give my phone down low on the pasta level. She's like, oh, you're in. She's like, oh, you're already in the system. I was like, well, it must be the phone number from a couple of years ago. You know, I didn't give it to you guys. Was, okay, we'll just use the phone number. I walked back over to the counter where I'm getting checked out by the other girl. And I said, man, that's a pain in the ass, isn't it? I said, ID for this. She goes, oh, I know. She goes, I get up every day. I come in here. She goes, my neighbors, they sit on their porch. When I come back home, guess what? They're still on their porch. And she goes, as a bonus, she goes, guess what my president just did? He just told their kids that he's going to pay off their student loan. Well, I'm out here busting my ass. And I was like, there right. you go, lady. There you go. Bing, bing. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man, you know, personally, um, so I, I paid for college by um, cutting meat at the chart house in Dana Point in the morning, like 630 in the morning. Then I went to school during the day and then I came back and worked as a waiter in the evening and sold the meat that I'd cut. <clears throat> All of that paid for college. It paid for my, my living, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yep. Paid off the student loan, I want to say, in the latter part of the 80s, something like that. Maybe early, maybe 91 uh, at the latest. And um, all of that aside, personal, how it, my, both my kids don't have debt. I, you know, I paid for college for both of them. They had to keep a certain academic level uh, sure. of, um, you know, aptitude and and consistency otherwise it was like we'll enjoy working at the piggly wiggly next to next to the campus because that's what's going to happen Absolutely. And they knew it so they performed uh the way they needed to but um this is not morally right it's not about morals it's about energizing a certain amount of its uh the democrat base the same way trump goes out and holds a um a rally somewhere and he keeps that base energized right but yeah, on most. top of that and you guys have heard me say this before uh and you'll hear me say it over and over again is independents are what win elections that's right and the independents in this country by almost more than almost more than a two to one margin think joe biden sucks his policies mm -hmm. suck they're moving away from them. And then you break it down into these key demographics, blacks, Hispanics, Latin, Asians, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Blue collar, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's moving away from them. So one of the polls that I sent to you uh, talks about the uh, right track, wrong track in the country. And um, Rick, click your video, buddy. 72% um, uh, of the country still believe, and this is all the way back to May of this year. It's late August, guys, that the country's on the wrong track, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'll and I'll walk through a couple of these with you. But um, despite where where groups of people are voting or their opinions are right now, you still have three quarters of the country that are shaking their head. No, the country's not on the wrong right, uh, right track. So only a small cadre of 25% of the people, sheep, dead people, people with multiple uh, piercings and half of, uh, half of their gray matter isn't functioning because they're stoned most of the time. I think they're still um, wearing hats too. Right. And, and now they're listening to uh, the 
worst human being on the planet, Hillary Clinton, on gutsy. It's like, yeah, it was gutsy for you to even have the balls enough uh, to not admit that you killed uh, four service members and a civilian in Benghazi. But thank you very much for that. Yep. Um, on, the, on the anniversary of our uh, 13 dead Americans from Afghanistan last year. Um, all of that means that the country is pissed off, not happy, and they want to change. So I will just I will end this, di this diatribe right here by saying I don't care what they pull. This redacted bullshit from today uh, from uh, the Justice Department. Uh, yesterday, he calls 75 million people uh, fascists. Um, yep. in some bullshit rally in Rockville, Maryland. Okay. Rock. that That's like going to Raul Grialva's congressional district down there in Tucson, Rick, and holding a Democrat rally. Or uh, uh, going to Frank Pallone's congressional district in Jersey and holding a fucking new, uh, Democrat rally. Give me a break, or Bill Pascarell. Did whatever. you say? Did you say Frank Stallone? No, no. <laughs> right, right. Uh, or uh, Tom Arnold, right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. I know, so right? There's another, another bozo. But my point is, is people are pissed. They want to change. Yeah, uh, uh, they're not going to be fooled by this hootenanny that the Democrats are pushing out there. And these are these are last chance Hail Marys, bro. They are. They really are. And I can't wait to get this polling explained. Um, I want to share something yeah, with the please. audience and with you two. And I'll read it out loud because I know Double D. And I'll, and I'll dive into this stuff because I want you guys to really get your head around this and then pepper me with questions. Okay. So... You have a bozo deluxe, like a Lawrence tribe, who is a Harvard Law professor and an absolute supporter of Biden and an absolute hater of Trump. You go onto his feed and it's all anti-Trump, anti-Trump. The fact that this guy is a professor at one of the highest levels is appalling. He should be centrist, but hey, who am I to? call that out it seems like logic but we're defunding logic so after the announcement of the student loan quote-unquote forgiveness he goes and says good news for thousands of my former students i'm grateful <laughs> on their behalf mr president now let's think for just a moment who his students are we're talking students at harvard law school are any of these kids going to be crushed under the foot of poverty? I would have to guess no. So let's investigate student loan debt as a whole for a second. So we know 70% of all student loan debt belongs to the top 60% of income earners. That means the top 60% of the money makers in society. We know 36% of Americans have bachelor degrees. We know 14% have graduate degrees. But here's the interesting number. 56% of all 
student loan debt belongs to graduate students. So that means that 14% is eating more than half of that pie. Does that sound right? I don't think so. Meanwhile, the, the concrete pourers, the electricians, roofers, HVAC technicians, dig ditchers, demo, basically trade industry workers who build your homes, offices, restaurants, stadiums, etc., and learned on the job are the ones paying for com, aka community majors and pottery designers debts. Now, does that seem fair to you guys? Well, no, of course not. It's a, like I said before, it's a transfer payment from those who aren't responsible to those who aren't responsible from those who are. So it's immoral and amoral. But it's also, guys, I want I, you know, I, want, I don't want everybody to get wrapped around the axle too much on this. Um, this issue of who has authority to do what, it's not vested in the executive branch. These are legally binding contracts that are uh, required by the legislature or the Congress to change. Well, that hasn't happened. So he's, um, he's playing a game of uh, catch me if you can with the courts again. Uh, within a month, some persons, entities, or, or, uh, or multiple entities will file suit in federal court um, to require the courts to uh, render a judgment on this, yeah. okay. And in the two hundred, what do we get? Two hundred and thirty-four federal judges, whatever, under Trump, right? You file that in the fifth, in the seventh, uh, even in the eleventh circuit court, um, uh, or the um, <laughs> surprisingly even in the ninth to some extent, um, you're going to get a, a fairly swift response of hell no, he doesn't have authority. But even before that. Literally everyone now knows that this is just political posturing. Yeah. You know, um, that, that's just a simple reality. And, and so let them go ahead and do that. Let them try and save two or three congressional seats, maybe uh, whatever, right? But yeah. the reality of the situation is over the last month and a half, almost two months, so July and, and August, we've seen a reduce or excuse me a reduction in sure uh, a reduction in the utilization of goods and some services so you saw the pce number uh stay at um 6.4 instead of 6.5 percent and you've seen um gasoline go down maybe 45 55 cents but the, we're down from 11 million barrels of oil uh, a day to nine. So we're using less. Inflation isn't going away. And so we have the winter months coming uh, in about a month, six weeks from now. Those are higher natural gas bills, higher heating oil. People have to get back to work and off of vacation. They're going to use more gas and food and and, and housing and so on, those numbers are gonna go straight up into uh, the air. There is no question about that. And that's gonna be around the end of September when that starts to hit, still a month or five weeks out from this election. Well, what about, I mean, can't they just turn 
the heater's off. I mean, do we really need to cook <laughs> with stoves? These spoiled uh, middle class people are right. They're they're appalling the way they want to heat their houses and well, drive their uh, cars and eat their food <laughs> and they expect there to be what's groceries. wrong with them? When Can't you wrong? share? Just stand it's, closer together. Come on. Exactly. Right. We can just have family-sized Snuggies and walk around right. in the nude exactly. to, to share the body heat. Nothing yeah, wrong. they're called Nothing pup tents because they don't build enough affordable housing in this country because of the environmental wackos that control the Democrat Party. Um, it's interesting you say that because in the UK, um, they there's an 80% chance that there will be rioting in the streets because of heating oil prices uh, that are up 85% as we sit here right now. And in, and in schools in the UK, um, where the weather is a little bit different than it is here uh, earlier on, because uh, they're basically an island, um, they're, they're turning off the heat and requiring their young students to wear um, masks, beanies, coats, and mittens. Yeah. Indoors. Yeah. Indoors. Unbelievable. Anyway. So, so polling, dude, polling is, like I said, it's a, it's an art. It's not a science, but it's a terrific way in, in some form to measure only with a snapshot in time. I want everybody really to think about this, that, a poll taken a week ago is not indicative of what the country is feeling and thinking about a week later or two weeks or a month, right? Yep. And that because they're snapshots, because not all the questions are the same, because they are oversampled uh, depending on the outfit that does them, and also um, they... A number of polling organizations, for instance, Gallup, that's been around the longest, got out of political polling about five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it is too unreliable. It is completely inconsistent. I, I sent um, you guys a spreadsheet that shows um, polling and how bad they, how much they got it wrong ever since 2014. And that's just a small aggregate of 2014, 16, 18, 20, and then we'll see what, what happens um, now. And it is, it is unreliable. You really have to pick and choose. It's like going to pick out fruit at a grocery store. Yeah, you can you manipulate the statistics. Stuff, pick through the bunch. The best of the best know how to manipulate statistics to say, what they want to control a narrative. And it's not even, it's not even that it's, it's, it's asking a question honestly enough to get an answer that you, uh, you, you need so you can analyze and say, these numbers are reliable enough plus or minus 3%, right? That's for the logical ones that want to know the answers. I'm talking about well, the question yeah. makers themselves that are trying to use yeah. polling to, set up a narrative that says this or that or you know they they try to really jade the public at times and that's to your point if right. you don't pay attention to the people doing the polling and how the questions are asked 
and if they have political biases or not, like you said, Gallup has gone out of uh, politicized polling in, into more of a normal medium of polling. So uh, I can't wait to hear what you have found. So I'll give you I'll give you an example of, uh, and this is a, this is based on straight up economics. So I sent you a poll today uh, from the Atlanta Fed mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, shows you a graph. It shows you what their prediction of GDP will look like in Q3 of this year. That's the third quarter of this year, which um, begins when? Quarter three be- begins in, I thought, we're in June. It. Yeah. yeah, we're in it. Well, July. July? So we're, okay. we're, in the, we're, we're at the tail end of, uh, we've got one month to go before we hit October 1st, which is Q4. Yeah. Do you know what their GDP projection is? It's 1.6% gross domestic product. And where was that gross domestic product two years ago? Upwards of three? It was double that. It was double that. And that's even with the spending that Trump did, including, yeah. including the pandemic spending as well as pre-pandemic. But the economy was roaring, which I will also reflect here in a moment. In another poll, uh, it, again, it's, it's how do you feel about the country and your economic sentiment, right? And mm-hmm. so the Atlanta Fed has a very good track record of being um, pretty darn close to where these numbers come in. 1.6% so, GDP with $5 trillion spent in 22 months is horrific. It's a heavy weight to carry. Yes, sir. So can I pull this up for you so that you can explain? We can actually look at the Twitter feed and use that as a reference point because there's so much good stuff on this that I want the audience to see. So if you can just all bear with me for one moment, I'm going to get this pulled up on Mr. Smith's profile. This was the Atlanta Fed one. Correct. Okay, give me just one moment. You got so much good information on here. I just, it's, here we go. Bing, bing, bing. All right. We're going to share the screen and you may continue. Yeah, so there you go. So that. That model that's forecasting what's going to occur here in in the third quarter of this year is illustrating how um, supply and demand have um, headed south in a significant way for a variety of reasons. Um, the enormous amount of federal spending the fact that there are still 11 million people sitting out of the workforce, that we have um, inflationary pressures across the board, and that's from energy, food, housing, uh, um, credit. We have, um, I want to say we now have um, credit card debt is somewhere in the 14 to $16 trillion range. It is unheard of. And so all of that takes slices of that individual pie that a person or family has away from doing other things. A uh-huh. vacation, 
uh, a unexpected medical emergency, uh, a traffic accident, your house being hit by a tree, uh, and and that's an expense. When you yep. don't have um, disposable income because food costs too much, gas costs too much, etc., then you have significant economic pressures, and that is weighed down the entire economy. Is my whole point. Yeah, and doesn't isn't Biden in bed with some of these credit card companies via his two thousand five bankruptcy bill? where you could get everything yeah. expunged but credit card bills and student loan right. debt. And those companies were out of Delaware, GNP, yeah. which decided to buy his house for about three times the value. Well, they used to be called NBNA and, uh, and, uh, and then uh, BT, and I think now they're called Truist. Mm. That makes sense. <laughs> Truist, which is a little bit ironic. The irony. But what I want you to bring up too and share on the screen is is really the next one, um, the next poll that I sent you, which shows the uh, 2022 generic congressional ballot. And this is a Rasmussen poll. And I want to point out to everybody definitively why that's important. That one right there with the little donkey and the elephant. Okay. So I want you to look down uh, just uh, – well, you can get rid of that graphic. I want you to look just above the donkey's head and see where it says N equals 2,500 LV. What does LV mean? Las Vegas. No. Um, it means likely voters. So here's what I want you to see in that is Scott Rasmussen, who is an – incredibly accurate pollster he also runs a site called ballotpedia which i would recommend everybody bookmark and, and reference he uses likely voters people like rick and myself yeah go back to that please um that are are going to vote we've already we've been polled they call us up and they say are you gonna uh, are you likely to vote in this election yes i am great i want to ask you a set of questions are you a re registered voter and and Going to vote? No, I'm not. Click, and they hang up the phone, right? So their sampling is D35, 35% Democrat, 33% Republican, and 32% Independent. He keeps it relatively consistent with that. So two things happen in um, people like 538, this guy named Nate Silver, who's a complete fucking bozo. Don't ever listen to that clown or anything that comes out of that. <laughs> okay. Emerson College, Quinnipiac, St. All. I mean, there's a handful of them. Some of those are in here. Um, yeah. That do, do registered voters, high sample, and they skew this sample number. So they oversample Democrats, undersample Republicans. As a, as a policy and a methodology, they do this. And they mm -hmm. understand right? So you and why that. would That's they do you that? Get the, the plus five Democrat stuff when it's really minus seven, uh, or plus two Republican minus five Democrat, which I'm going to show you in a little bit. Yeah. And so, so what would be the purpose of them oversampling Democrats and understanding? Republicans. Now, it seems pretty so, obvious. So they to can me, go but... to the media and tell you that Republican enthusiasm is a red wave. It's total bullshit. Yeah. 
continue. Well, that's a lot of distortion there. You got what are you doing? I have right, a scratch. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, save that for later. Save that for off camera. Um, mm -mm. So look at the look at the actual poll outcome. You've got a generic ballot plus five Republican with a three uh, percent a a three percent two percent oversampling of Democrats at thirty five Republicans at thirty three uh, Independents at thirty two. 42% Democrat. That's a real poll. That is a real number. Because I've seen that reflected, that plus five, plus four, plus six, plus seven number over the last three months. And this was um, yesterday. Mm -hmm. This is when that poll was concluded, August 25, right? And then you look at independence. Holy shitballs. We're plus 10. 10. Plus 10, bro. That's you can't huge. Win down ballot midterm with a disproportionate number of independents going, hell no, I'm not voting for this Democrat. <laughs> you can't keep the Senate. You can't you will not keep the House. I will I will tell you that right now. So that's yep. that's just a that's just a sample of uh something that I wanted to show you. Excellent. Um, Thank you. Even if you even if you go up, if scroll scroll down a little bit more. I want to see if you've caught. Uh, there's our kids. Um, stop right there and click that interactive poll for Ron DeSantis. I'm going to show you something with this. Okay. Um, you've got um, uh, Politico, which is another junk outfit. Okay, I, I wouldn't try, I wouldn't piss on these guys if they were on fire at Politico. They are the worst. Yeah. Okay, they're the same as the Washington Post. So they're they just above voters. Yeah, barely. They have eight hundred <laughs> voters. Fine little sample. They don't tell you whether they're registered. They don't tell you whether they're likely. They don't even tell you whether they're actual uh, legal voters or not. They just say eight hundred, right? Mm -hmm. The margin of error is three and a half percent, which is relatively uh, uh, common. Uh, between three and four percent is is roughly uh, where you'll find that. Yeah, DeSantis plus five, Charlie Crist um, uh, is below him, obviously, right? Yeah, <laughs> pulling Crist out of the know. catacombs. We already say that again. I said pulling Crist out of the catacombs, a retread. Well, you know, Charlie's not a bad guy. He's just a, uh, he just is a chameleon. Okay. First he's a Republican, then he's an independent, then he's a Democrat. And it's like, you know what? We're just going to retire. I, I tweeted out to him today. And I love Charlie. Okay. He just was yeah. a lost child, right? Um, he goes, I got a million in endorsements since I announced and since we won. I was like, great. You can use that money to refurbish your patio when you uh, are sent to the private sector after the November election and your defeat. Best of luck, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just not happening, okay? It's not going to happen. But here's no. my point for, for on this poll. Um, the Republican advantage in the last two years, uh, call that the last four years, in the state of Florida um, is 250,000 registered voters. Before... Donald Trump, and bef even before Rick Scott became senator of Florida when he was governor, mm -hmm. the Democrat advantage in 2016, 2014, and 2012, I want to say it was 
300,000, a buck 80. And by 2018, we'd narrowed it down to 50,000. And between 2018 and pretty much last summer, we've eclipsed it above 250 Republican, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Rick, excuse me, Ron DeSantis won his gubernatorial race against the coke-snorting homosexual Andrew Gillum, uh, who still hasn't gone to jail yet. Uh, of course. Former mayor of Tallahassee. Well, he's a Democrat, so we don't do that to them, right? Oh, yeah. We took the justice system. Um, by um, Harvard Law. 7,000 votes? Wow. Yeah. That was 2018, bro. This is before <laughs> the 250,000 we got in our back pocket, number one. Yeah. Before the. Um, uh, the uh, outcome in 2019 of the tax cut uh, uh, bill that Trump signed that everybody got a tax break. Okay. Uh The economy roaring COVID coming out of COVID Florida still staying open and roaring, et cetera, et cetera. And you somehow think, that, and this is what I keep saying uh, to people: Floridians are not going to vote against prosperity. Rick DeS- Ron DeSantis will get a second term and will win somewhere between three to seven percent. Of it course, it could even be larger. If it's larger, I'll golf clap louder. But the yeah. the, the data does do not support the suppositions of these individuals who are running around saying, you know, we're going to flip Florida. They're full yeah. of shit. They're full of shit, and they have to say that stuff. We get it, the posturing that you're talking about. But you make such a good point. Nobody's going to vote against prosperity. It's just not – we are in this little space and time where social justice warrior, uh, social politics got out of control and started to affect the voting we saw. And we're tired of it. And states like Florida have been churning it during all of this mass hysteria, both socially and economically. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people aren't going to say, you know what? California is doing really well. Gavin Newsom is really impacting me with his (laughs) PSAs in our state. I think we should do uh, what he's doing. Scroll scroll up while you're doing that. I want to show you something. Keep going. Okay, Scroll up on. On, on my feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. You're going to die laughing when you see this. Keep going. You got to look for our little homeless thing and keep going. There's Chubby Katie Hobbs. Chubby um, Katie. Keep going. You're going to die there laughing. There it is. Bro. No, no, no. That's not it. Keep going. That's a. No, keep going. Keep going. Come on. Where is that son of a gun? Oh, where is that thing? Maybe it's lower. No, no, it's above that. It's above that. Uh, I guess it. Um, that's all right. I'll I'll show it to you because you will you will die laughing. Okay. You see that? You see that right there? I'm not on the screen. What's up? Oh. No, 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 right here when I'm holding Yeah, up. I'm looking at yours now. 
Yeah. You know what that is? That's uh, downtown Los Angeles with charging stations uh, and homeless camps around the charging stations. So that's that's the Democrats' answer to the to a marketplace strategy. Okay. Yeah. People they have no idea what it. they're doing. None. They no like they're, they're, they're trying to build Hoovervilles, essentially. Anyway, go back to go back to the screen because I want to show you something. Scroll back yeah. down to where you were, bro. I want to I want to have you. I want to turn you on to something. <clears throat> I'm going to give you an example of constituents who had made up their mind. Um, yeah, go back to where you were a minute ago. Here we are. No, oh, there's the Santas. Okay. So, um, so come out of that and then scroll down a little bit and I'll show you something. I'll stay on the daily B. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. There's a, um, uh... stop right the there. Civics. Yeah. Stop right there. Okay. So one that I, one that I want you to, to look at is, um, not just this one, but in in the state of Missouri, you have Eric Schmidt, who's the current attorney general, right? He won the primary. He's going into the general. Against, mm -hmm. um, Katie Bush um, Valentine, right? Yeah. Uh, Trudy Bush Valentine, who's the heir to the uh, you know Bush beer fortune. He's polling at 49 plus 11 over her at 38. Missourians have made up their mind who their next senator is. I'm not worried about losing that open Senate seat. That's done. Yeah. And what you're seeing in the civics poll right now is the exact reason why. So look at his look at Biden's approval numbers. And this is two days ago is when this poll was done. Disapproved thirty six fifty four. Right. And then you go down the line. <laughs> right. That is a that is a negative twelve right there. Independence, it's double. See what I was telling you? Yep. And in poll after poll after poll, Rick, you will see that independence by at least a two to one margin. I have not seen it one point eight, one point seven, one point it is two point plus margin sometimes it's three to one Jeez okay dissatisfied. then look at the georgia senate seat the arizona senate seat the new mexico governor's race the michigan governor's race the nevada senate seat and governor's race the wisconsin governor's race and senate seat and the new hampshire house senate gubernatorial seats all in those polls underneath you and you tell me, I know that you're not, you don't have the experience I do, which is not, not the issue. Mm -hmm. You cannot get reelected with a president that is dragging you down by the ankles in the 30 percentile. <laughs> it is not going to happen. Yeah, it looks like they tied concrete shoes to Luca Brasi and just threw everybody at the bottom of a well. Yeah, everybody. And and so and so whether you're Warnock in Georgia or you're uh Kelly or you're uh um um Michelle Lujan Grisham, uh Whitmer, uh um uh both uh, Cortez Mastro and Sisolak in Nevada, um 
the open gubernatorial seat with uh, Shapiro and Mastriano and that uh, that lurch looking daddy's boy uh, succubus lieutenant governor they've got Fetterman the socialist asswipe uh, against against Oz can you tell I can't stand the guy um, or, uh, or Tony Ebert and Johnson and Ron Johnson running against what's the guy's name Marlon Wayans or something what's his cat's name this lieutenant governor um, oh my god oh, Mandela Barnes I'm like yeah, <laughs> Marlon Wayans Ain't gonna happen, bro. Okay, you're the you're the Tony Gilliam, uh, maybe without the bowl surprise of being a homosexual and a drug addict, but you are not gonna be a United States senator. Yeah. So just pack it in, save your campaign money, and run for a state senate seat, uh, chief. And yeah. and the same with New Hampshire, because because here's what I look at when I see that in New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Michigan, parts of New Mexico, and parts of Arizona, you have elderly that require heating oil. You have elderly that require medications. You have elderly that flock to these places uh, when it's freezing balls in the upper Northwest. Uh, and and you're seeing 20% plus inflation at food stores, 50% inflation plus at gasoline stations, the the uh, ridiculous Medicaid uh, lowering of the cap from thirty one to uh, out of pocket from thirty one hundred to twenty two hundred. Well, that's mm-hmm. just going to be eaten up by the fact that they're going to shrink formulary that your PBM and your health plan tell you you can now get medications for. Oh, Do me a favor, sorry. real quick. Good. Can you uh, reset? Because I'm getting some like choppy. Uh, the choppy audio, audio or the video? The audio. You're going. Rrr, rrr, rrr. So just click in and out. How about and that? Continue your retort. So you're going to end up with people. Uh, it's a robbing Peter to pay Paul scenario. Again, a transfer of wealth, a transfer payment scenario uh, within the budgets fixed in many cases of elderly. And then working people are feeling it, right? Mm-hmm. Businesses are feeling it. Mm-hmm. Did you see the list of businesses that are going to lay people off? I, mean, I it, no, I I haven't had a chance to look at that. Not good. I, the, it, and we're talking. Yeah, well, we're it's not, not good. Your average it, are these average mom and pop businesses? Or are we talking Fortune five hundred? Both. Oh. Mom and oh. pop businesses are being hammered because they can't get people to work for anything less than $18 an hour to hand out a food product. Uh, and, and corporate America uh, is beginning to lay off people hand over fist. Yeah. Because their services and production are diminished and they're carrying people on their payroll that aren't working. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. No. Can't do that because long-term you're paying for that even in the near term. So my point is, is when I look at polls like this, this is for everybody really, um, I, I, I know instantly who who's up for re-election. What does that mean? Uh, when you think about um, just GDP, just personal wealth, 
the the fact that inflation is going to come roaring back uh, uh, well above 10%. I, I'm predicting um, the number at the end of September will will be, and so you'll see this in early October, will be, and, and I, I, I will guarantee you this, the Labor Department will delay that jobs report. And oh, that, absolutely. Uh, that, um, uh, uh, PCE and PCI number. I, I, I guarantee you the unemployment number will be delayed, right? 100%. Uh, and so my point is, is you're going to see inflation above 10%. It's not going to be 9.5. It, mm-hmm. It's going to be well above that. Um, and that's As going to predicted. the thunder of um, all these shenanigans by our Democrat friends. Yeah, I predicted that we would be in double digits out of the summer. And it's sad that somebody like myself could make that prediction so boldly and so arrogantly, but you just connect the dots and you can't not see this. And these polls are proof that there is a lot of people not entrenched in party politics, but just trying to get by and live that are pissed off. They want to live their life. Yeah. Right. And that's most of us. Let me, let me give you another one. Go, go into the, go into the polling there for. Which one do you want me to go to? Still with me? Well, Mark Smith is hopped out for just a moment, but I'd like to take a moment to just really think about what we're seeing here, okay? We're seeing the nation speak out. We're seeing a lack of prosperity, a lack of basic modern societal tools and resources. At some point, we have seen victims turned into the perps and the assailants turned into the victims. Crime is bad. The border's out of control. Inflation's going to hit double digits. And they're trying to save their own skin by they i'm talking about the democrat party by feeding into this money spending instant gratification now 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 hail mary style political policy everything that they do is based upon trying to confuse their voting base with this idea that we're in the middle of prosperous times and that if somebody's struggling, all we need to do is write a check and shut them up. With the student loan forgiveness, it's so obvious who is going to be benefiting from this. It's not people in low-income areas that are going to benefit from these policies. 
it's the people at the top that have no problem with any sort of uh, destitute financial problems that can continue to cut these checks for individuals that they think are going to vote for them. And with these polling numbers that we're seeing right now, the people that just want to live in the middle, you know, we talk about how life is not black and white, but it's more gray. Right. It's not 100%. blue and red, it's purple. And the purple base, which Mark has made abundantly clear, and if you still don't believe his prowess and knowledge, I don't know what to tell you because we've been doing this over a year. And every time this man makes a prediction, it's damn sure to hit because he does his homework. It's what he does. He's not sitting out here just bloviating. He's not an ego monster. He's trying to educate you guys and be able to look critically at the data in front and say, hey, there's something going on here yep. that I need to look further into. I need to investigate. When you show me the Rasmussen, uh, or pardon me, how do you pronounce that? Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. Rasmussen polling. Yep. And you look at the percentage points of each individual voting base that was targeted for questioning, and they're within two percentage points of each other, 33, 35, and trying to do my math, 32. It shows that it's even across the board. We're getting a pool yeah. that reflects an honest reaction to these questions, honest answers. And when you don't pay attention to the data, it does America a disservice. It does your family, your friends, and yourself a disservice. So everybody in the audience listening, when Mark tells you something about check this page out, check that page out, I can tell you it's probably – it's probably got centrist values to it. He's not trying to sway you no. one direction or the other. He is about critical thinking and problem solving. He wants you to look at the numbers as they are and figure it out for yourself. And we can't help if logic has been defunded. But for those of you who can logically assess, limit your ego if something is said in opposition to your beliefs – and look at the facts as they are presented, you will see the story as we're telling it. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Because, you know, my goal is to make sure people are informed. It's not to persuade them to one point or the other, because, you know, one of my, there's two economists that I spent a lot of time following growing up. One is um, Milton Friedman, of course, but also Dr. Edward Deming that coined a phrase, and you'll see me posted every once in a while, and God we trust us bring data. Well, I'm not afraid to look at the data and make a real analysis of it. 
And I'll give you an example. So about four hours ago, uh, 270 to win posted this uh, uh, 24 house races that were shifting nonsense. These guys um, suck at their job. They're consistent. They consistently oversample. They consistently uh, um, uh, get it wrong. So I um, commented on um, their. Uh, I commented on their little map that they shifted, and they've they've taken it down to twenty six races. It's more like fifty five races that are really uh, in on the bubble here. But yeah. they believe that the hype around the Inflation Reduction Act and two days ago with the student loan thing, and then Biden going calling everybody deplorables last night, is actually <laughs> going to push voters one way or the other. Well, every other poll, what I've showed you today, what I haven't even showed you, consistently says the complete opposite over and over and over again. Country's pissed off. Three quarters of the country, they uh, feel like their uh, wealth is transferred away from them, and they're not going to. Fifty-eight percent of the that um, America's best days are behind them. That's insane. It's insane, man. If, it's a shame. If not, yeah, if not us, then who in the world? It sure isn't going to be Russia, China, Cuba, uh, or Bolivia. Okay, right? Mm -hmm. I mean. So, you know, you, you see these kinds of polls pop up out of there. Um, they are unbelievable, <laughs> i.e. not believable. Yes. And to look at, at the numbers. Now, what I do with these same numbers uh, as well um, on the individual state level is I look at the trends in the state. Uh, the popularity of a governor, the popularity of a senator. These are people, you know, um, House seats. We didn't lose any House seats in Florida. Mm -mm. Turnout in Florida in the mid in the uh, primary. Yeah. Um, three days ago. Um, yet somehow my Democrat friends want you to believe that a raspy voiced cigarette smoking current congressman. Uh, who's a former sheriff, is somehow going to flip um, a Senate seat and kick Marco Rubio out of his seat, while at the same time, an overly tanned, multi-syllabic, uh, uh, party-choosing congressman who's a when he was governor after Jeb Bush and I was fucking fuck. All right? And then after that, when he couldn't get elected, he it. Then he chose to run for a Tampa-based House seat as a Democrat three terms ago. I love <laughs> Like He's like the uncle that you don't take seriously. No. Another <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, but he's always got the 22-year-old around his arm, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Char you're, oh, you're Uncle Charlie. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie. Uncle Charlie. You that way, okay? Right? Let's put it to you that way, but it ain't happening. Um, so, so that is not going to happen in Florida, and they know it. It is not going to make the Republicans spend more money in Florida. It ain't going to happen, okay? It's just not. And, and not. in multiple places all over the country, the same thing is 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 not happening. 
And I am telling you right now, my friend, when these, um, when the reality of people's lives starts to hit them as they have put, as we put all of our kids on the school bus in about three weeks, some post Labor Day still, right? Mm-hmm. Going forward, uh, game over. I, I, it's it's done. Yeah. It's done. Now I game won't over. completely. You, I'll put it to you this way: I I do a report for my clients, which I will share uh, with our audience um, after Labor Day. I do a political report for them. And I tell them exactly who's going to win, who's going to lose. Uh, over a 35-year period, I've got 83% track record. Okay? Pretty uh, good. Much closer timeline, it's even higher than that, but you would assume that with numbers anyway. Yes. Um, when, when you look at Iowa voter registration, I'm just going to point this out real quick. Okay. 2008, the Democrats had plus 98,830. Twenty uh, Republican. They flipped it between eight between oh eight and twenty twenty to a Republican plus thirteen thousand eighty five to twenty one to a plus fifty one three forty nine. Mm. A I'm going to do quick math here. Or call it sixty five thousand. You've seen a hundred and. Wait, I can't add that. Yes, I can. <laughs> but He's an to economist do- too, folks. Gentlemen, um, 161,000 voter shift away from the Democrats. That is massive in a state that has, what do they have, 7 million people, 6.5 yeah. million people? No, like 5.5 million people because they only have four, uh, four congressmen. Yeah. So Cindy in in Iowa one who's a Democrat, she's dead as disco. Okay, she's 118th Congress. I can tell you that right now. It ain't fucking happening. I Dem- fucking love when you say dead as disco, because you always do this head by dead as disco. Dead as disco. <laughs> All right. Kim Reynolds, the governor, 2022, re election. Book. Game. Done. Set okay. match. Let me find one more quick one, and then I want you to tell me about this bullshit about this, uh, uh, who Andrew Tate is. Okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, this is the other one I'll show you. And public opinion strategies, Bill McInturf, his guys, uh, straight up. Now, their client is. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the first time, NBC polls history in the history of NBC News polling, which go back five straight tracks with seventy plus is off the wrong track. They're off. They're it's off track. not on the right track. Wrong track. Five in a row, seven. There is no way to term reelect and keep your parties with that kind of polling. It does, it does not happen. No. You know, 
American politics is definitely all politics is local. I love it down at the grassroots level. And I will lay one more one more uh, data point on you. Three days ago, the Republican Party of Florida twenty five school board in the state of Florida. All of them were run by liberals. They flipped them all, and they're all. Um, parents are pissed about what's happening mm. to their kids. Not good. Not a no. good thing. Not a good thing. All right. Let's jump out of that for a minute. You've got limited time. What I, I saw this thing about this Andrew Tate, right? Who's about COVID, straight up masculinity. And, you know, like the way we were raised to be men walking the outside of the curb, be respectful to ladies, uh, young mm-hmm. ladies, your spouse, your better half, what have you. Um, nothing wrong with that unless you live in the. Know, cognitive dissonance world of uh, Oregon put that um, you know where Birkenstock pajamas to their office. Uh, um, who is this guy, and what what are they so afraid of, Rick? <clears throat> well, personally, I think he's a fucking bozo. Because, but that's just me, okay? But that's just me. So he's a subpar kickboxer, British kickboxer, who got into D to C level level celebrity status on Big Brother, and his okay. claim to fame is being a poor man's Tom Likas. So. Tom Likas is an L.A. radio personality who is strongly misogynistic. He's everything that uh, women hate. And it's hard with some of these guys. They have maybe a granulate of actual wisdom in their diatribe. You know, I can read some of their stuff and say, okay, maybe that makes a little sense in today's world where men, specifically white men, are a little bit more chastised. But anybody that can go online and protect people who sexually harassed rapists and try to condemn the victims and say that they partially wanted it is doing a disservice to the actual victims. Now I do understand that there are situations where women put themselves into situations knowing that the outcome is going to be something favorable to them financially, but that is few and far between been accused of uh, raping someone. Is that what you're telling me? No, he is an influencer who defends, yeah. is the defender of the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. He's just known and has been kind of lumped into this uh, far-right figure I that has it. a cult-right following 
for men that want to return to traditional ways. But he he's self-admittedly extremely misogynistic. Like, this is the stuff that he says about himself. He's anti-feminist, which, you know, right. I can understand some of that. Well, um, well, well, I grew up in the 70s, so point to a real feminist nowadays. I don't, I'm yeah. not talking about rolling it off their lips, but um, there's about a uh, hand of a grain of sand's worth of feminism in today's society. It's bullshit. Yes, and the, 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 here's the thing, is he wasn't being pulled off for his toxic feminist or anti-feminist or misogynistic views. He was pulled off because he spoke out against the current climate of racism, fascism, basically right. stuff having to do with right wing. Like, so in other words, in other words, big tech and, and the meta world doesn't really give a shit about the first amendment, which we know they don't. Nope. Zuckerberg, that with uh, what's the bald guy's name uh, from WMA uh, Rogan's show the other day. Yeah, Joe. Um, from news radio. <laughs> yeah, you see the human bot uh, in front of Congress next year testifying uh, to just exactly when the FBI came to his company. Uh, yep. That'll be fun. Uh, Can't wait. They'll call, they'll call and ask the employees who were spoken to to testify as well. That's going to be fun too. Um, so my my point in all this, this cat um, offended the uh, the glitterati um, and uh, who run uh, technology companies, and uh, they just stripped him of his presence completely. How how do you how do you feel about that? I think that's uh, a nap. Americans yeah. will in Congress and in the courts next you year. You know, it, it the thing that frustrates me is that so this guy is a poor man's Tucker Max. If you don't know who Tucker Max is, he's one of these self-proclaimed dating gurus where they just talk about how to mistreat women to get women, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he talks about his exploits of how he does this and that and the other. And the thing that frustrates me is that his sexist, misogynistic ways didn't become an issue until he started talking about fascism and right-leaning policies being more beneficial. Like, that's when they decided to pull this guy off. And now, how many followers did this guy have? I think he had about, let's say, one, uh, 1. 1.5, but his his... Uh, his videos have gotten upwards of 13 million hits. Okay, so he's the uh, he's the misogynistic equivalent of uh, uh, Bingen with Babish, is what you're getting at. Yeah, he's this guy that you know he he's he's for lonely men that can't pull chicks and want to find a different way. Uh, they've either been hurt in a relationship or they're just bitter because they don't have the natural gift of swag that guys like me and you have where we're just confident and sometimes irrationally so but we were taught to treat women with respect uh Push we were back. taught to, to be honest yeah. rational communicate you know 
we're not perfect. We know that men are different than women, you know? And we didn't need to call women bitches and hoes and, no. you know, brag to our friends about how we're running through all these girls. and doing. You know, he's one of those guys. And the I audience, you know, so he's not somebody that I support personally. Right. I don't like the guy. I don't stand for him. But it's just very interesting to me that big tech as it is only decided to intervene when he starts talking about that stuff. Now, I don't think he should have been pulled off for his misogynistic views. You know, like he's allowed to have his own opinions. Yeah. As long as he's not saying uh, rapists deserve to be to win a blue ribbon. You know, he's not that crazy. Well, but, we have enough. We have enough George George Soros prosecutors out there that are doing that themselves by letting them yeah, back no, out. Sh- no shit. Uh, That's a story uh, for a completely uh, different time. Okay. I mean, well, let me, uh, let me let me flip back in the few minutes that we've got left, and I I want to point something out to you. There's a um, uh, an Echelon poll, Echelon Insights, decent polling organization, uh, not bad. Um, by a 39 point margin, and this was a poll that was concluded just a couple of days ago. Um, Voters are indicating that in November, their vote will be more about inflation than protecting abortion rights. So overall, it's 27 uh, protecting abortion rights, seven unsure, and uh, 66% about inflation. You can imagine uh, the number is... wonder why. (laughs) Damn. But I look at the Dem side first. You got six percent unsure, forty-eight percent um, uh, lean uh, in that regard uh, on abortion, and forty-nine percent um, or forty-six percent are about inflation. And that's why you're seeing rah-rah stuff about abortion, mostly in the media, but it's not really translating. Does overall. it resonate with the normal person? And the racist Andrew Tate guy, it's a it's a hatchet job because here's well, the thing: who they left out. Well, yeah, of course, but who they left out again are independents. If they had independents in there, that number probably would eclipse sixty percent. Which goes back to the original point of data manipulation. They're dishonest. They're not That's trying the, to tell you the real story. They're trying to tell you their yeah. own narrative and it's the same with this Andrew Tate guy he gets they're worried because he has a platform where people have watched his videos 13 million times and he says something right-leaning and they yank him like you like the guy you dislike the guy he he's he's allowed to exist in these spaces and just because he's got a political op he's not telling people to go out and kill people he's not going out and tell them to Go and lynch your congressman or raid your state capitals or like the Ruth sent us of the world that tell you to go to a Kavanaugh house that tell you to keep protesting outside homes knowing it's fully legal. He's not telling them to do this stuff. He's just pointing out that this is his beliefs politically. He doesn't agree with it. He doesn't agree with the fascism that he sees. Now, his other views are his other views, but 
He gets 13 million hits. They don't want him to talk about it, so they yank him. Correct. Period. Correct. And that's that's really true. Is you know we know that there's a two tiered system of justice. We we got that. We you know we got that far in school, right? Um, but I will also tell you again, looking at data, uh, this is another NBC News poll. Which again, if it wasn't public opinion strategies, Bill McIntyre and his team. Then I would kind of go, eh, you know, I'd be a little yeah. skeptical, more skeptical about it. Um, is by a um, negative fourteen percent by a wide margin, voters say their vote this year will be a signal of opposition to President Biden. You know what it was to tr- you know what it was to Trump seven in twenty twenty. You know what? It, That's uh, double. It's it's unbelievable, guys. I mean, yeah. for, for everybody here that that is looking at this, um, I mean, you, you've got a, a a real problem on your hands. Yeah, I mean, and let me just let me just say one more thing about this Andrew Tate character, and to the people of the audience, if you're out there and you're getting. Your political news from an Andrew Tate, you're a fucking bozo. Period. <laughs> Don't insult like, the audience. Sorry, guys. I'm insulting you. All right. If you're getting your information from Andrew Tate, I'm going to have a disagreement with you because there's, there's more learned people out there that might have a little bit more to say than an ex-Big Brother uh, entertainer from Great Britain who's turned into some misogynistic right wing celebrity for right. men who've been hurt and uh, speaking out against the fascist thing that is called our government. And he's not wrong in that aspect. He's not wrong about our government, but just it's not a not a go to source for you. He's not a go to source. It's like going to a right. guy at a bar. That's just got dumped and he's busy bitching about his girlfriend and how she's done this and that and the other. Then he says, oh, yeah, by the way, Biden, student loan debt. He's an idiot. And you're like, man, that's the guy. That's the guy. Two beers in. That's who I'm going to cite as my source. Yeah. So um, really, one of the last polls that I want to point out to you is one that was done yesterday by Signal. Um, which is interesting poll. It's the generic ballot for Congress. And I, I had one earlier in our discussion today. So um, the um, enthusiasm here, they had to go to a very high sample number of likely voters with a 1% margin of error. So they have plus 0.7 Democrats. Enthusiasm to vote, plus 7. Republicans, 49-42 over Democrats. Uh, Independents, Republicans, plus 5. College, uh, D plus 8. Women, D plus 7. This kind of poll would be used in a White House by a consultant to say, see what's right. Oh, yeah. You have a country that has three quarters of the country saying we're on the wrong track. Polls like that are suspect as fuck. 
Now, notwithstanding the fact that they use 5,600 people <laughs> to get the answer yeah. they want with a 1.3% margin of error, I don't think so. I don't think so. so. That should be called the Kareem St. John Claude Van Damme poll. Right. Well, as you can see where I'm pointing to the screen, you've got a you've got a movie like Top Gun Maverick, which is the highest grossing film in the United States, sixth in film history, that's number one. You've got the terminal list, which is about uh, the military, uh, conservative values, family, etc., uh, as one of the top streaming films out there. And three quarters of the country is saying we're not on the right track. If you're a Democrat, you have serious re-election problems. Well, don't uh, worry. Those films are going to be pushed aside once Netflix decides to reboot the contract for anti-racist baby coming soon to a streaming service never anti-racist baby you are anyway i just want to you know again you know my motto uh, thanks to dr deming is in god we trust all others must bring data and um we Democrats have got a real rude awakening. <laughs> I can't wait. Next two years after we take the House and Senate back, figuring out just exactly what the hell uh, they got wrong and how they're going to fix it. Or they may not see an occupant with a D next to their uh, uh, party affiliation in the White House for two to three terms. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fucking slaughterhouse. And... They need to take note of all of the crooked, shady FBI rating and how they've politicized uh, different law enforcement agencies and administrations. Because when the red gets back in, those same policies that they've enacted, uh, when we want to get to the bottom of some of this crooked, shady behavior, you better believe it's going to come back full, full force. And oh, 100%. Uh, it might not be so good for them. Hundred percent. There's absolutely no question about that. Um, when uh, and I'll, I'll leave. Actually, I'll leave you with one last one. It's from August twenty fourth, so it was just two days ago. So in nineteen ninety four, this is about actual vote margin compared to Republican seat gain and loss, right? Mm-hmm. So ninety four, we picked up fifty four, seventeen or fourteen of those were my clients. Okay. Um, we ended up with 230 seats after the election. The mm-hmm. margin was plus 6.8 for the GOP. You want to know what NBC News' vote margin had it at? Let me plus, guess. Plus, <laughs> make this easy. 2010, NBC, plus 6 for the GOP. It was plus 6.6. We picked up 60 seats right now. NBC News plus five. Okay? <laughs> Let them. Yeah, keep that in mind historically. In 2014, it, they had it at plus one. It was really plus 5.8. We picked up 13 seats, got to 247. Uh, in 2002, they had it at zero. It was 4.6. We picked up eight seats, 229. It my feeling between 94 and the 20, um, 
I'm not going to add the 2014 election. Yeah, actually, yes, I will. (laughs) When they tried to shove Obamacare down our throats, right, this transfer payment uh, um, uh, policy that they keep taking money away from in the federal government's budget and shoving money into it because Mm -hmm. it's a uh, unwelcomed, useless uh boondoggle okay yep and help is a, it's a hamster wheel it is it is the smelly nasty subsidy of a subsidy of another subsidy it's a joke and that's yep. how democrats think that that uh that the private sector works they're out of their fucking mind okay and the american public reflected their uh in their votes and that's exactly mm-hmm. what in in seventy uh, three. Yep. And let the let the Dems and the Blues keep telling the public that they're fine. They're doing Go great. Ahead. Don't worry Go about ahead. it. We got this. You know. Don't have. Don't encourage. You know. They're going to encourage voter turnout on NFL Network banners or you know sub headlines right. and tickers right. and ESPN yeah. and this stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, come out to the stadiums and vote guys but the reality is uh, they're they're trying to push this proverbial rock up hell's mountain and it's going to roll back on their face and crush them they're basically sisyphus at this point pretty much yeah pretty much and so again history data uh, specifics tell a very different story than the um, Alice in Wonderland fantasy island approach the Democrats have because they know that all they can do is divide people and spend money right now. They don't have solutions <laughs> that will make people uh, feel any better about what's going on and leave them the hell alone so that they can figure it out themselves. That's it. It's That's so it. morbid for me to laugh at that, but, but it's <laughs> divide true. people and spend money. That's the policy. That's it, bro. <laughs> that's their uh, that's their uh, their their campaign well, they, strategy. They go, they go. It's oh, fucking absurd. Semi-fascist, and and let me look in the drawer and see how much money we've got left. Fine, get that over to the abortion lobby. Come on, yeah, go. That's exactly what they do. It's pathetic. Get a carrier pigeon. Yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I just want to thank everybody for um, joining us on another episode of Read the Room on the No Filter Network. The right. No Filter Network. So we appreciate everybody's time. We appreciate uh, everyone that got engaged. Uh, and to you, my brother, peace and love, of course. Peace and love. I do want to give you a shout out for this episode. This was really a good one. And we talk a lot on here about important stuff. And sometimes people can think we're trying to persuade more than inform. And this is a great example of informing. We looked at the numbers and the data and you took it and you explained it to us in a way that we can receive. And people, 
it's the the information is all there. So I want to thank you specifically for giving us a crash course in how to read this polling in a way that's going to kind of protect us from the pollution on the outside of the outside influences and right. just to get to the raw data itself and help us to work and think critically. So this was a great show. I'm proud to be a part of it. Thank, Thank you so. very much. Um, the next couple of shows uh, prior and after Labor Day are going to be about candidates who won and lost, how to look, look at candidates uh, that are going into the general, who are the, who are the good guys and gals and who aren't, but why some of them continue to get elected and reelected. I mean, there is 94% yeah. uh, incumbent pension after all. Yeah. But I want to understand <clears throat> that everything we talk about, um, and one of the reasons we talk about is our lives and being involved at that most grassroots of levels, but also getting out and voting is absolutely critical. And making up your own mind based on your own beliefs, your own facts that are reflective of what's really going on. Absolutely. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to bring your, your pen and pad to the next episode of Read the yeah. Roman. Yeah. Well, through Labor Day. All it's right. going to be important. So, thank you again, right. brother. Thank you, man. We'll Love you. you. Love you. Later. Late.